Council. ESPN 94.1 FM at 8:930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. Welcome into the Tuesday, October 8th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We're going to open up the phone lines this segment. You can join us by calling the Miller Lite phone lines, 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. Miller Lite Hold True. Great taste. Only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. We got a lot we're going to get into today. Um, we got Doc Holliday. And we're going to hear from him in a few minutes, get his thoughts on the upcoming game. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit with him about the Middle Tennessee game. And you're going to find out a little bit about you know, what his thought process is because we had some questions for him as far as about the offensive woes. So you're going to hear that. Also, a little bit later on in the program, you're going to hear from Devontae Beckett. Uh, had a great conversation with him. And we'll talk to him about the upcoming game. Nazi Johnson, got a chance to talk to him today. Uh, Tariq Adams, don't get to talk to him very often. So we got a chance to catch up with all of those guys, and we're going to hear them a little bit later on. As I mentioned, we'll open up the phone lines for you. Again, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. I'm getting a sense from the players that um, they haven't hit the panic button. And that was a good vibe I got from them today. You'll hear a little bit more later on that. But that was the vibe I was feeling. Haven't hit the panic button. Uh, They know there's some things they've got to do to fix what happened against Middle Tennessee. They're aware of it. They're not not complacent. I think that was a a feeling I got, that they're they're understanding that they got to go work at it. And we talked to them a little bit about the fact that they were saying, hey, you know, we got to go out and make plays. You know, we got to do that. And so we had some follow-up for him. Like, what does that mean? What, what do you do exactly? When you say, you got to go make plays, and we all know what that means. It's like, I didn't catch that ball. I got to go catch that ball. Or I didn't get a takeaway. I got to go get a takeaway. Well, what do you do? How do you, how do you make plays? How do you prepare to get yourself in this position to make plays? So that was some of the stuff we talked about, even with Doc. So just kind of give you a preview of what you can expect with Doc coming up and getting his thoughts. Uh, Old Dominion's not going to be a pushover by any stretch of the imagination. Let's just be honest with ourselves right now. Not going to be a team that's just going to come in here, lay down, and fall for the Thundering Herd to get a victory. It's not going to be a quick, easy victory. If Marshall comes out and overwhelms this team, I'm going to be very I'm going to be impressed because it's going to be difficult to get yardage on the ground. Old Dominion is tough on the ground. That's a strength for Marshall right now. Brendan Knox, he's going to earn his yardage. If he gets 100, gets close to 100, he's going to earn it. And this might be a game in which Isaiah Green has to go out and win it. Not manage the game, win it. And if you take away the interceptions, you take away the turnovers, the Marshall offense was moving the ball. Fair to say? I mean, I think we all can agree on that. That's what the numbers bear. The statistics don't lie. They were moving the ball in many instances. It just got frustrating when it came down to the red zone. So that's what we're going to get into today with Doc and 
hear from some of the players as well as just looking ahead to this game itself. I know it's not that exciting of a game if you just look at it from the standpoint that, okay, Marshall's dropped a couple, Old Dominion's dropped several. Marshall lost to Cincinnati, so I know that's still stinging with some herd fans, and then they lose to, to Middle Tennessee, and I know that's stinging with some herd fans as well. And let's be honest, you get angry and you get passionate and you lash out. And I've seen it. I've followed it. I haven't commented, but I've seen it and I've followed it. And it's okay. It's all right to be passionate. It really is. It's very normal to be excited about your football team. You're a fan. You follow your team. And it's, and it's understandable. I get it. You just you get upset. But at the end of the day, they lost one game to Middle Tennessee. Now, if we're talking about this here in a few weeks, about losing several games, then, yeah, you're going to be really upset, and I'm going to be completely, totally understanding of it because one game in conference becomes two, then becomes three losses, and then becomes four losses. You know, you don't want this to turn quickly, and that's what you've got here. I'm not going to call this a, a must-win I'm not going to be that dramatic, but it's an important game to win. You have to win this one. Not that must-win, linchpin type game. No, this is going to make or break the season. But you get this one out of the way. You get that win. Okay, then you're 1-1. One one. You can start playing a little looser, playing a little easier. Not the urgency of, okay, we're 0-2. But you got to get this win. It's important. Old Dominion's got to get this win. Marshall's got to get this win. So I think you're going to see two teams with urgency, not panic, but urgency, and going out there and just playing football. So when we come back, we're going to hear from Doc Holliday, get his thoughts, get his impressions on the upcoming week. Later on, we've got player interviews as well. We'll make time for your phone calls at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. This is The Drive, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Today's the day we get a chance to catch up with Doc Holliday, get the head coach's thoughts on the upcoming opponent. Also, look back a little bit on last week's game. Of course, it wasn't a game that you really want to look back on. If you're a Herd fan, you lose to Middle Tennessee, and all of a sudden, you're 0-1 in conference, start off not the way you want. Social media explodes. We get some phone calls as well. Not everyone's happy with Doc Holliday's performance. Players, of course, see this stuff on social media. They know it's out there. And so we get a chance to sort of reset redirect, get a chance to look ahead to the next opponent and try to put that Middle Tennessee game aside. So Doc Holliday earlier this afternoon had a chance to see him and every week names his captains and uh, then he makes an opening statement. Here's this week's opening statement. This old Dominion team, they're like a totally different team than they were a year ago. A year ago they were throwing all over the place with a couple NFL receivers and quarterback throwing for a bunch of yards and this year they're kind of totally opposite. They got one, maybe one of the top one or two defenses in our league, uh, not giving up a lot of points. And uh, of course, a little bit different offensively with different style quarterbacks. So, uh, like I said, a bit challenge for us uh, for the defense coming in here, but you know, we got to get ready to go. 
Now, Doc was pretty candid. There were some questions his way about the game, and he was pretty upfront with everything. And uh, here's Doc reacting to the question, uh, talking about the offensive issues that this team has suffered. What's wrong with the offense is there's two, two things we try to do. And you, if you go into and you look at what our plan to win is, the two things we have on that board offensively is, number one, take care of the football, and number two, score in the red zone. And we don't talk about any because if you do those two things offensively, the points take care of themselves. And those are the two things that, you know, when you, you get 500. I don't think I've ever been part of a game where you gain 578 yards and the quarterback has over 450 yards total offense himself and you score one touchdown. You know, so that's on us. We've got to do a better job in the red zone and, and we've got to take care of the football. So we'll work hard on trying to get those two things improved this week because it wasn't an issue moving the football. It was an issue scoring once we got down there and, of course, which you have to get done. And, and of course, taking care of the ball is always important. Now, Doc was asked directly how he felt, how disappointing it was with all the problems in the red zone. Here's his reaction to that. Well, it's extremely disappointing. I mean, that's again, that's what you especially, you know, you just, you just, you just as much time as we spend on that. You know, we spend a lot of time in that red zone, and, uh, you know, we just didn't get, the, we didn't get it done. And we had to go back to work in order to get that done because you get down there, you got to score points, especially touchdowns. And uh, you know we've been we've been pretty good at that in the past. We weren't, we know we're not good at that last week, and we'll have to improve on that because you, you look at this this uh, you know, old, old Dominion team. They're, they're they they play really good defense in the uh, in the score zone, red zone as well. I just look at the stats and look what they've done against other people, and uh, and they've done a good job down there. So one of the questions that was asked to Doc and. Um, I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing here is uh, you got guys that are going to go out and maybe feel that they need to make a play, not just go make a play, but they feel like they need to make a play. I think there's a distinction there. Then you go out there, do your job, you're making plays. Or if you feel like you got to go create something, you got to make something happen. And sometimes I think you see players overthinking it, or I think you see players sometimes feeling like, oh, I can make this play when all they have to do is is play their assignment, play the position that they're supposed to play, everything's going to work out, trust in their other teammates to do what they're supposed to do. And so you've got players who kind of feel in the urgency maybe. They've got to go out there and they've got to do maybe more than they should. And so the, the question was asked, uh, really, just how do you keep these guys on focus? How do you keep them focused and just doing their job? Well, you know, you just talk about just go be yourself. You know, go go – Play, you know, be be, as, be yourself. You know, you, your best you is going to be good enough. You know, we, that's what we talk about all the time: is consistency and being consistent. You know, off the field, on the field, and all that, and and just go out and be your best you. Don't try to be anything else other than yourself, because if you do that, you'll you'll be good enough. And uh, so, and and just you know, and you got you got you make the same plays in practice. You know, every Thursday we intercept every ball. You know, from a defensive standpoint, and so when you get the opportunity to make a play there, you got to be able to make that play. We call it, you've heard me say it many times, called competitive excellence. You know, when your number's called and you get that opportunity to make a play, uh, that's what you have to do. So, you know, the only thing, that, the, the only thing, of course, any team, the only team this team needs is a win. You got to go, go get a win this week. And and uh, number one, I got tremendous kids. These kids are an unbelievable bunch. You know, they're they're great kids that work extremely hard, that care, and uh, they'll go back to work here today and have a great. Tuesday practice and get prepared for an Old Dominion team coming here on Saturday. Now, something that has, I don't want to say it's been more of a social media thing, but it kind of feels like it is. And in past shows, 
post game. We've had callers. We've addressed this. We've talked about this. Uh, the quarterback situation. Uh, I know there are some that want to see a change at quarterback. Felt that Doc didn't do what he should have done. There's a situation where Green was throwing interceptions or there were problems and just felt like, all right, time to make a change. Make a change at that position. And it's a fair question. Why do you not make that change? Or you know, why wouldn't he? Well, Doc addressed that when he was asked about the quarterback situation, and he gave his explanation not specifically as to why he didn't do something in a specific time or why he didn't pull Isaiah, but if you want to know what his thinking is as far as sticking with Green or why there isn't maybe a quarterback situation because he's locked in on Green being his quarterback, here's what Doc had to say about the quarterback situation. Well, he's got number one. He's he. Get, we feel like right now he gives us our best chance to win, uh, and he's we got to eliminate. You know, you look at the four turnover deal, and don't get me wrong, one turnover is too many. You know, we've had, you know, one turnover is too many. Uh, he's done, and he's got a he'll he'll work to get that fixed. At first, you know, when you see when you see a quarterback throw an interception or whatever, and number one, it's it's but it's not it's sometimes like for example on the first one, the receiver ran the wrong route. You know, so there's other there's times that. When those things happen, it's not all on him, but he's responsible for it, okay? The last one he had, there was right there at the last play of the game where he's just trying to throw it up and make a play. I mean, you wouldn't do that in a normal game situation. So that being said, if you eliminate those two, got two other ones or two too many. And not, you can't have any. So he's got to work to get that fixed. You know, he, he takes great pride in what he does. I mean, that kid football is important to him, and he takes great pride in what he does. And uh, I'll, he'll, he'll, he'll bounce back, and I think he'll play great this Saturday. So Doc's confident in Green being able to come back and, and play and perform, want to limit those turnovers. And he's honestly saying, look, it's not all my quarterback's fault. There are other guys on the field as well. I'm not going to lay the entire blame of this on the quarterback. And so I'm not going to make a change because I don't feel like he's necessarily put us in the position where you know, he's hurting us. Yeah, you don't want to have turnovers, and I completely understand that one turnover is too many, but he feels like Green's the best option to win the game, and that's why he's going to go with Green. Now, one question that was asked of Doc, um, and there's a follow-up to that, so I'm going to start with this one because it's really short and sweet, but Doc was asked about what's it going to take to turn it around. Here's his response. Just go play. Go play better. You know, score in the red zone. Don't turn the ball over, and and uh, keep doing what we're doing. Simple, right? I mean, basic stuff. Hey, this is what we got to go do. That's what's going to turn it around. But there was a quick follow-up to that. That's why I wanted you to hear that, because Doc was asked, is is that the message? Don't reinvent the wheel. Here's his response. No, no, just go play. Just take care of, you know, like I say, just, you know, follow the plan to win. You know, we talk all the time, you know, it starts with playing great defense, you know, and then you talk about offensive. I've mentioned already is, Take care of the ball and don't and score in the red zone. And the final thing is play great special teams. You know, the special teams was kind of a wash Saturday. I mean, we didn't, you know, both both we didn't make we didn't make a big play in special teams to change the game. Okay, I mean, there was nothing happened either way, pump, you know, in any of them. But at some point, you got to make a play. Had an opportunity in that game, you probably didn't see it, but there's an opportunity where a guy came free to block a punt. We didn't block a punt, and you block a punt there in that situation, put your hand on it, and and take it the other way for a touchdown, that could change the game and the whole deal. So, you know, we just got to keep playing. We'll be, we'll be all right. I, I like this team a lot, and all they need is a win, and uh, we'll find, we've got to find a way, uh, you know, Saturday to walk out of here with one. 
All right, so that's Doc on everything I think we can touch on as far as Middle Tennessee. Moving on now, we've got Old Dominion we want to talk about. And so one thing that has been a storyline for Old Dominion, and it's going to be a storyline for the game coming up on Saturday, is just the fact that Old Dominion, record's not there, but they have really a a solid rush defense, and Doc was asked to talk about that. Well, I'll tell you, they've taken a, a tight end number six, and uh, they moved him from – he was a starting tight end for him a year ago, moved him to defensive end. He's about 6'6", 270, it looks like. And, you know, they had a first or second round pick, you know, that kid a year ago that was was a top NFL draft pick. This kid's playing better, to be honest. And, and uh, so they've done a great job getting the personnel uh, in the right fits. Um, you know, the defensive coordinator was a coordinator at East Carolina a year ago. And that uh, defensively, he's done a nice job with that defense. They're getting lined up. Got a lot of new faces out there in the secondary. They do a good job tackling in space. And uh, but like I say, just, if you look at their stats, and they've played Virginia, Virginia Tech, and some good people. So, you know, stat-wise, they've held up against those guys. And I think they were leading Virginia, what, 17 to nothing at the half. And uh, Virginia came back and beat them. And, but they've uh, played everybody tough uh, and done a good job with their defense. Yeah, look at their scores. Uh, we won't talk about the Norfolk State game. Uh, Virginia Tech, at Virginia Tech, lost 31-17 there. Down 24-3, come back, fall short. Number 21, Virginia, they lose that one, 28-17. Score the first 17 points, and then Virginia scores the final bunch. I mean, yeah, you're up 17-0, and then that's got to be disappointing, disappointing. UVA comes out and scores a final 28. And then East Carolina, and you lose that one, 24-21. Maybe you could have had that one. Maybe you should have had that one. And then Western Kentucky, they just come out and hold you to 160 yards of offense, and they scored 20 straight themselves, and they put that game away. And so now you're coming into this Marshall game, and they've got a quarterback that's seen some competition. He's put some points up on the board, and I don't know – if Marshall's going to be scary to him, the way Virginia Virginia Tech is really, I mean, this is a kid that once again he's a, a weapon. He's going to be a guy that can come out and beat you on his feet if he has to. And so Doc talked about him. I mean, here we go again. Here's another quarterback that could probably win the game by himself. And this is Doc Holiday talking about Old Dominion quarterback Stone Smart. Well, he's, you know, it seems like it's a broken record every week. He can beat you. He's a bigger kid than what we played against. He's longer, he's taller, he's, you know, he's a tremendous stats coming out of the JUCO ranks, and he can run with the football and get him out on the perimeter, create some of the same issues we've had the last couple of weeks and uh, with some quarterback runs and that type of thing, but uh, he throws it pretty well. Now, on the flip side, Green's had some troubles, right? Able to move the ball, had some turnover issues, had some struggles there. This is a Old Dominion team that's very good on the ground, defending the ground attack. And so the question was asked if Doc expected Old Dominion to try to make Isaiah beat them. And here's his response. Well, I, don't, I think any time you, know, you watch the way they've played all year and they, they haven't changed regardless of who they played, whether Virginia, Virginia Tech, uh, you know, Norfolk State, uh, Western Kentucky, they all—they're going to take away the run now. Look at their run stats, and they're going to get—they're going to get eight of them in the box up there, and they're going to force you to throw the football. They did everybody else. I'm, I'm sure we won't be any different. So, 
you know, they're going, they're going to start out and they're going to stop the run. And they're going to force you to throw it and, and see if you're good enough to, to beat them, you know, that way. So I'm sure that won't change against us. And finally, with Doc Holliday, he was asked about what does it say about the matchup? It's a four-game losing skid versus a two-game losing skid. And here's uh, Doc's response to that question. Well, I think it's just two teams looking for a win. I mean, I'm sure they're heading down there having the same – Bobby's probably had the same conversation at his press conference I am right now. But uh, you, know, you got two teams looking for a win and uh, go play Saturday and see what happens. But I'm sure his kids are saying the same thing. You know, they're, they're, they're playing really well on defense. I mean, they're, they're, you know, they got to score more points on offense and probably having the same conversation I had to get down to the red zone they got to score. You know, I mean, and, uh, you know, unfortunately they didn't score. You know, Western Kentucky turned it over to them twice in the score zone down there this past week, and they didn't stick it in the end zone. So Bobby's probably having the same conversation I've had. They got to be better in the red zone. When we get down there, they got to score touchdowns. They didn't do that, and they got to continue to play great defense. So I'm sure we're telling our kids the same thing, and we just got to get them prepared and, and go out here and go play. All right, that's Doc Holliday. His uh, press conference from earlier this afternoon. Uh, when we come back, we're going to hear some. We're going to hear from some of the players. We got Devontae Beckett coming up next. We're going to get his thoughts on the upcoming game. He's got some uh, interesting insights. We're going to hear from him, and we'll take your phone calls as well. You can join us by calling eight seven seven four two zero talk eight seven seven four two zero eight two five five. It's the Drive ESPN ninety four point one FM and AM nine thirty. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented this hour by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You can join me anytime by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Had a chance earlier this afternoon to catch up with Devontae Beckett. Get his thoughts on the upcoming week as we are looking ahead now to Old Dominion. And after the loss to Middle Tennessee, opportunity for these guys to go back, look at film, see what they need to work on. So I just want to kind of get an idea from Devontae. What is he working on this week? Oh, I mean, we just – what we worked on last week, tackling, you know, tackling and just doing your job, you know. A couple of – like, I felt like we had a – we played a great, great game. Not a great game, but a good game defensively. Um, we could have played better. We could have made more plays. But, like, as overall, I feel like we was there in position. A lot of times we just got to be more detailed in and just locked in on your assignment, each individual player, and it's going to work out as a whole. You know what I'm saying? Like, win out one-on-ones, fight off blocks, stuff that you're not suppo- you may be not supposed to do because you got this job, but it's okay to just do a little bit extra as long as you're taking care of your job and then go make a play, then we'll be fine. So do your job, we'll be fine. I mean, that's a good point right there. If everybody focuses on what they need to focus on, don't go out there trying to freelance a little bit and make a play, force a play. Just go out and do your job, make a play at what you're supposed to be doing. I think he's got a good point there. Now, both teams need a win. Marshall would like to at least get back in the hunt for the East Division. They can't do that if they're 0-2 in league play. Same thing for Old Dominion. They'd like to get a win after losing four straight. So I asked Devontae to just talk a little bit about the urgency of both teams needing a win. you got to expect both teams to be hungry. You know, Seeing them, me personally, keeping up with them a little bit more because they're a little back home. So I like I seen how they play at UVA and Virginia Tech, so I know they're talented and I know they're – they're better than their record, and I just got to make sure, like, I echo that to my team and we carry that mindset knowing they're they going to come in here hungry 
ready to beat beat us and be on the road and ready to get a win. So just making sure everybody got the right mindset and protecting the zone and just knowing what's coming and having to match that energy or have coming with more energy than they come with. Now, I wanted to know from him, he, he's got a little bit more of a keener eye on this. He can, he's got some insight. He's a Virginia guy, right? He knows a little bit more. Who and what stands out about Old Dominion? Here's his response. Heard they got a good defense. Um, heard they got a little top 25 defense, I believe. Am I right? Yeah, I heard about it. So it's just um, get to see what they about. And uh, you got an athletic quarterback and big receivers and experienced running back. So we get to find out uh, about their uh, personnel. So. On that quarterback, Stone Smart. He's a guy that's, a, again, he's a, he's a threat on the ground. Getting sick of these guys, right? Getting tired of seeing these quarterbacks that are all threats on the ground that can just go out there and win the game every single week. And uh, here's Devontae talking about here's another guy just being a quarterback that's a ground threat. Another week of an explosive quarterback, and I feel like last weekend we struggled with, with it, and um, we let um, – the dude from Middle Tennessee make a little more plays than he should have and that we wanted him to. And uh, we just got to really try to limit quarterback athleticism. I feel like every time we play an athletic quarterback, he do a little bit more than than he should. And it's just, we, we got to be better tackling them. You know, you got to tackle quarterback a little different than the average player, but he still has to go to the ground. So you got to be physical and uh, get him to the ground more than he get yards. Because last week, the quarterback, he kind of uh, – kind of had a great game against us. So obviously the focus is get the quarterback to the ground. He's right. You can't just go out there and just tackle the guy like you would a different player. I mean, if he's elusive, you got to be careful. Of course, yeah, there is a protection racket for quarterbacks. Uh, what Deacon Jones told me one time in an interview that I had with him, that the NFL uh, put together a protection racket for the quarterback. But then again, this is a guy who liked to sack quarterbacks for a living. I mean, not did it for a living, liked his job. So you got to get to the quarterback. Now, Devontae Beckett's got some insights here. He's, um, he's a guy that knows what's up in Virginia, a former Virginia Tech guy. So the question was asked if he was doing a little recon with some of his former teammates at Virginia Tech, kind of giving some insights. They played ODU earlier. What kind of thoughts, insights has he been getting? That's funny because I just I watched that game yesterday again. I watched it before, but like I watched it on like you know our, our film app, you know, just watching it, watching they will and how he played it, seeing what works and what's not going to work, and seeing how they blocking it. So, you know, that game I paid a lot of uh, attention to, you know, for personal reasons, and uh, but it's a good game to look at because they came in to Blacksburg trying to get another win from the year before. So you seen the type of energy they came, and you can tell they, they was ready to play and uh, they wanted to win that game and we're going to see. We're going to see. Now, being a Virginia guy, you got to know somebody on this ODU team, right? Uh, he knows a couple of guys, actually. <laughs> yeah, I know a few of them. Uh, I know two of them personally because I play with them at Virginia Tech and they on the offensive side and uh, it's gonna be fun to get to compete against them. My boy, one of my boys, a tight end, so it's it's real personal because we get to go at each other again, and uh, it's gonna be fun. You know, but at the end of the day, I I want my team to win, so I'm just gonna do what I have to do to help my team win and not put 
uh, one-on-one matchups above just doing my job. Devontae Beckett, keep him focused on this one. And finally, uh, I just want to kind of get from him his – what's he doing? Guys have got to, um, I guess, step up. Just because you're not named a captain on the team doesn't mean you're not a leader or, you know, you lead by example. Really, you lead by example. That's how you lead. You, know, you can say someone's a leader. You can name someone a captain, but – it's what you do on the field. It's what you do on the sideline that really define if you're being a leader, being a good teammate, putting the team above individual needs. And I kind of want to ask him, hey, what are you doing personally? What are you doing to keep that energy up? Uh, just echoing one and no, because that's all, that's all it's about. You know, we didn't get the one and no last weekend, but, like, that doesn't stop. We can't, get, we can't let Cincinnati or Middle Tennessee beat us again. And uh, just echoing one and know and just leading, leading in the right way, lead, leading uh, by example, not just talking about it, but go doing it. So if I say, like, let's run to the ball, I can't just say it. I have to go run to the ball and, and do everything that I'm preaching uh, to my other teammates. And just taking coaching and all that stuff. That's Devontae Beckett laying it out for us. When we come back from break, we're going to hear from Nazi Johnson. If we've got time, Tariq Adams is going to get his thoughts on the game as well. You're listening to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 can also be downloaded on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's right. Wherever you get your podcast is where you can find today's edition of The Drive. Nazi Johnson had a chance to catch up with him earlier this afternoon as player interviews were taking place over at Joan C. Edwards Stadium. And not trying to hang on to that Middle Tennessee game too long. I mean, we're on what? We're on Tuesday. So not too much point here in talking about it with these guys. They're trying to get themselves ready for Old Dominion. But I just wanted to get an idea from Nazi, just talking to him a little bit about what he saw on the film and uh, what his impressions were. And uh, I asked him about that, and then I followed that up. And just, you know, how, how do you get right after a loss like that? How do you get right? It's, it's more of a mindset thing, like, because I know a guys can make the plays. It's just that, do you want to get them on the ground? Like, you got to be, this is bigger than us. We got to, we're playing for a team, and not everybody's bigger than the team. So, um, at that time, we, we wrap everything in practice. Some things we don't see in the game, and it gets um, it gets us, but then we come to the sideline learning. But it comes down to making your plays. Everybody got to just make their plays. So that's, that's the theme. We're going to hear that time and time again. That's the theme. Hey, you got to go out and make the plays. And I think a lot of that is stay where you're supposed to be, make the play. Don't go freelancing. I'm getting that feeling a lot. But one thing I wanted to know from Nazi, just from his, his point of view, you know, being a safety out there, you know, what stands out or who stands out for Old Dominion? Here's what he said to me. Uh, they got a, a Juco transfer uh, quarterback. Big guy, um, elusive, likes to run. Um, looks at his reads and tucks the ball. So, if we get pre- we can get pressure on him. Um, it could be a, a good day for us. But he's a really good quarterback. Um, they got a good defense too, and uh, running back runs their offense basically. 
One of the questions that was asked of Nazi was really more of a just get his reaction because of the fact is this is a old Dominion team. They're a different team. The way they look, the way that they're playing, they're completely different than what we've seen in the past. And uh, this is what Nazi had to say about that. Yeah, this is a totally different offense we've seen. Um, it's, we, I haven't seen a quarterback like this. It's a big quarterback. like It's like a Cam Newton-sized quarterback. It's huge. And uh, he can throw it a little bit, and um, but they, Old Dominion is still trying to find themselves. Like we're trying to find ourselves. We don't, um, they don't really have a set person they go to an offense. Like they play like eight different wide receivers. They, they put wide receivers in the backfield running the ball, but we know their quarterback is consistent, and um, we just got to execute our game plan this week. One thing that's really important that's been stressed, and uh, we're hearing this a lot, is. Just winning the turnover battle. Marshall did not win the turnover battle, and you saw what happened. Marshall lost the game. Now, if Marshall wants to have a chance in this game and the next game and the next game and the next game, uh, they've got to win the turnover battle. But that's something that's even more of a focus this week, especially with what happened with Middle Tennessee. Uh, this is Nazi talking about how getting turnovers this week is crucial. Uh, I had I had a chance to uh, get a turnover, but I, of course, you know, I dropped it. I was too excited to get it. But see, stuff like that, I got to catch that pick. Um, probably would have changed the game right there, but I I dropped it. So stuff like that, and um, like like you said, the turnovers. Um, it's hard. It's gonna be hard to win a game with turnovers. So our, our emphasis this week for offense is like to minimize turnovers, and our defense is to create turnovers. So if we can do that, both sides of the ball, um, it could be a good game. Key point there. You know, if I, I make the play, I get the turnover, that, that changes the dynamic of the game. That could be the difference maker here. That could change the complete complexion. So turnovers are crucial. Turnovers really change the dynamic of this game for the Thundering Herd. And uh, we circle back a little bit and talk a little bit more, be a little bit more specific about Old Dominion's quarterback, Stone Smart. He's a quarterback that likes to run the ball. I don't think he's a quarterback that wants to sit in the pocket and look at all his reads and throw it down to pick us apart by throwing it. So um, he's going to be a more quarterback. So if we get pressure on him early, it's going to be hard for him to sit in that pocket and get comfortable. Um, I do watch film on him. Uh, he does make some uh, inconsistent throws, but all around he's a pretty good quarterback, really good quarterback. All right, that's Nazi Johnson's view of the upcoming game, and we turn our attention now to Tariq Adams and his view of the game. And, again, not trying to live in the Middle Tennessee State loss, but I just wanted to get an idea from Tariq after having a couple of days, and he's seen the film now. What did he actually see after watching that game film? We put up some numbers up, but at the end of the day, it's all about it, whether you get the win or not, a um, bunch of rushing yards and all that. Um, Isaiah got to move around a lot. He ran the ball a couple of times himself. That was pretty productive. But uh, from there, we just really couldn't finish, and it's something we need to work on this week during practice. Okay. I thought I'd get a good answer from Tariq, so this is why I kind of went this direction. Players and saying, hey, we got to finish. We just got to finish. And that's easy to say. How do you finish? So I asked Tariq specifically, when you say you got to finish, what is that? Is that more film? Is that more repetition in practice? Is that mental? Here's his response. Uh, you got to watch the film. You got to see what you did wrong. Um, We've been in the red zone, I think, 
four times that game where we didn't put a score up in. I mean, you, you can't have that if you want to go in the game. It doesn't matter how far you go. You got to put points on the board. So really, we just got to work on that. I think he's on to something there. I mean, I can relate. There are times when things aren't clicking for me, and a lot of it's mental. And I think that's probably the same way for you. You, know, you go out there, hey, we got to finish. So what, what's that mean? I, I got to get myself in the right mindset. I got to go out there, and I just got to perform. And we turn our attention now with Tariq over to Old Dominion. Just kind of want to get an idea from him what stood out for him, who stood out for him. This ODU team is completely different from last year. They got a couple, actually a bunch of JUCO and grad transfer guys over there. Um, their backers, probably their strength of their defense. I really like them. Watch, watch us more film on them. And finally, there was a question asked of Tariq on, what's it going to take just to start clicking as a team? Here's his response. For us, we're two and three, and they're one and four, but – I say for both of us, our records don't really define us. Um, they played a bunch of good teams, and uh, we haven't really lived up to our potential, but really got to turn that potential into productivity uh, at the end of the day. Yeah, that's something that Doc talks about. That's a, that's a phrase that you've heard Doc talk about time and time again. Um, he doesn't want potential. Uh, he wants production. He doesn't want to live on potential. He knows his team can be good. He feels his team can be good. He likes his team. Uh, he doesn't want to get down on this team because he knows that they can go out and do better. And you heard Doc Holliday, you know, time and time again talk about, look, you know, it's not potential. I mean, they can have all the potential in the world. I, I want production. And so that's what you're hearing from Tariq. And I think these guys, at least, they sound like they're on the same page. They realize that they just didn't go out and, and get beat and manhandled and outworked. It was – more, there were things that if they could clean up, then they feel like the outcome could have been different, that they could have won this game. That they made mistakes that were more damaging to them than what Middle Tennessee was doing. And that's the feeling. Now they got an Old Dominion team that comes in here, and they're looking for a win as well, and they're probably saying the same things. Their players are probably having the same conversations right now, trying to find ways to make a play, to go about their business. And you look at their schedule – if I'm Old Dominion, I'm disappointed with the record, but at the same time, you look at the schedule and you go, that's a tough schedule. Virginia Tech, they could have got them. Probably should have got them. They were coming back, just didn't have enough in to get them. And Virginia, you score the first 17 points, and uh-oh, wait a minute here. Virginia's in trouble. Virginia has to come back on them. And that's Virginia. And then East Carolina is a close one. You turn the ball over at the ECU one. Yeah, it's a tough one right there. And then you come back and, I don't know, offensively just could not get going and you lose to Western Kentucky. But we're starting to think that Western Kentucky here, uh, sitting pretty strong in the conference right now, undefeated. They've got a, a commanding lead at the moment. They're going to be difficult to catch up with, but you're kind of getting the feeling that maybe Western Kentucky's better than originally thought. They could win the Conference East Division. I mean, they're in a good spot where they could do that right now. I mean, Marshall's got the challenge of going when they play. They, they like to be 1-0. Well, they're going to have to do that the rest of the year. They're going to have to go from now until the final game on the schedule – 1-0 every week, 1-0, 1-0. And, 
win out. And then they're going to have to hope that somebody gets Middle Tennessee twice. Western Kentucky could get them. That could be one right there. And then, I don't know, maybe FAU gets them. Who knows? Or Middle Tennessee runs the table. Who knows? That's the difficulty here of losing that first conference game. You're not in a situation where you control your entire destiny. You've got to hope for some things to happen. You still have to take care of your business, and that's the important thing. Marshall takes care of their business and then see what happens and it plays out. I get the mindset completely, but the destiny right now not in their hands, and I I hate being in that situation, someone else controlling what your future might look like. That's going to do it for this edition of today's Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Special thanks to producer Gabriel Sellers back behind the glass. I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for joining me. Back tomorrow, we'll do it all over again right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Good night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.